What up, folks? What it do? Welcome to another episode of the best advice ever podcast with your boy, the bowtie comedian, Mike Goodwin. And as I start the most recent podcast, I always start with on the road. So I was just on the road. Matter of fact, my wife and I spent some time together, some time away. We actually, anytime we go away, we do a little business and we do a little pleasure. So we did a getaway. We 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 typically do a getaway every quarter. Every three months, we plan a getaway just so we can spend time together, reconnect. We got very busy lives. We have children that are teenagers now. We have bit multiple businesses. So it's important for us to have a healthy marriage. And, and one of the ways that we work to, to do that is spending time apart from the, the chaos of life together. We typically will do a Saturday, Monday, a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That, that, that seems to work. It's definitely budget friendly as opposed to the weekends. And plus I, I, I typically work on the weekend. So it's, it's, probably not the best idea for us to plan a Friday, Saturday getaway. So Saturday, not Saturday, I keep saying Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Sunday, Monday, sometimes, and then Sunday, Monday, Tuesdays. And then I, very seldom do we make it to Wednesday. Um, but we, we just did a getaway where we both had an annual planning. So we did our annual planning. We looked at what we have accomplished for 2023 and then we look forward to 2024 and we spent time together with one another we were at the grand bohemian in charlotte highly recommended i didn't realize it was so close to the stadium the the, the panther stadium this was the weekend that the cowboys were in town to play the panther so it was a barrage of, of cowboy fans. And I, I realized that that hotel, many people will book hotel stays there and then walk over to the stadium as opposed to trying to contend with traffic. And there was a number of hotels right there in that in that downtown area of Charlotte. That's kind of Tyron, 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 Tryon, Tryon, Tryon. That, that downtown area went to, I think it's steak 48. I think it made the top 100 list of restaurants. The only one in Charlotte. I'm, I'm certain it won. No restaurants in Columbia made it. Very good food. Very good food. Very great ambiance. Wonderful service. We just had a very chatty couple that was behind us lady lady was telling her whole life story it was it was a lot had an awesome time but one, one thing i realized whenever i when i travel with my wife i feel like i'm traveling with a toddler yeah my wife just is out here like when we travel this woman has not a care in the world i'm talking about 
I mean, we, we were at somewhere and I was like, hey, you got your room key? And she was like, no. I'm like, what adult is in a hotel and doesn't carry their room key? A toddler. That, that's what a toddler does. Like, and I was talking to my therapist about it and she basically was telling me that this was a compliment that my wife feels so safe with me that she turns a little brain off, not her brain's not little, but she turns her brain off because she feels so comfortable. Like I have everything under control. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But you are an adult too. I need you to know what floor we on. You might not know the room number. Can, can I get you to know what floor we on? It's, it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's astonishing. And people try to say men and women aren't different. Bull crap. Hogwash, malarkey. Yeah, that was I was I was kind of almost on the verge of using the word. <laughs> Men and women are very different, very different, and that's that's not a problem. We live in a day where folks try to tell you that this is not different. No, man, it's different. My wife just be out here getting her toddler on when we when we uh spend time together, but that's. What happened on the on the road again? I'm, I'm back on the road. It's Thanksgiving week. No, on the road, Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving week, spending time with the fam. I'm actually hosting Thanksgiving at my home, so I'm sure I have some stories to share. Now, for the part of the podcast you've been waiting for, the best advice ever. And this is something that just, I mean, I think all of these advice, all this advice that I share, this is this is personal. It always comes from a real place. And this week's best advice ever is simply put yourself on. Put yourself on. Stop waiting around for someone to give you the nod, for somebody to give you the thumbs up. Man, do it yourself. I, I just got a, a text from a family member of mine that, that's doing stand-up. And it's basically asking about, hey, man, how do you get bookings? I'm out here. How much time do I need? And how do I get bookings? I'm actually going to make some uh, YouTube content around this. Because not only did I get that text from a family member, I got I got a... Uh, a call from a, a fellow speaker that's saying, hey, man, I want to jump back out here in this comedy world. What are some of the things? So I want to give everybody this advice. I'm, 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 I'm a person. I, I have an abundance mindset. There's an enough for all of us. I have no problem helping you shine. It takes no shine away from me. And that goes back to the best advice. Put yourself on. Stop waiting for someone to validate you. Someone to put the stamp of approval on you. Go get it done. Stop waiting for permission. Stop waiting for a seat at the table. Build your own table. And I know it's hard. It's hard to buy lumber. Where do you get lumber from? And then you got to get 
something to cut the lumber with and you got to get stain and you got to get paint and you got to you got to uh sand it so there's not splinters in the wood so you can sit down at the table i understand all that is labor laborious all that is tedious and cumbersome cumbersome however it's gratifying it's satisfying it's fulfilling if you create something and you execute a plan you will succeed beyond your wildest dreams i just had this experience with the show that i just had the big dead energy here in uh columbia i just got the check from the ticket sales holy smokes holy moly The, the amount of the, the check that we made for, for this event far exceeds any, you know, when, when people book me, there's a few of those. There's a few, multiple. But in this one time that I executed, I, I, I got the venue myself. We advertised, we sold the tickets. Bang! Got the bag. So um, it really... I already knew how important it was to create and to be enterprising as an entrepreneur and not to be solely talent oriented. When you're talent oriented, you're waiting for someone to book you. You're waiting for someone to call. I'm just simply telling you don't wait. Go and execute, go and make it happen. And bet on yourself. Bet on yourself, but make small bets initially. Oftentimes, folks want to come out of the gate betting big on themselves, and they lose everything. They lose the shirts, and now they are discouraged. Now they are downtrodden. They are not motivated. They're not enthusiastic because they bet on themselves, but they bet the whole house. I'm not telling you to bet the whole house. I'm telling you to take small bets, small wins, get some momentum. Oftentimes, even in, in, in at church, oftentimes uh, pastors will talk about David and David being a shepherd. And before he took out the great Goliath, before the prime time match in which he defeated the greatest enemy of them all, the most daunting, the most intimidating. Before this happens, pastors will tell you that on the backside of the mountain where there was no audience, where there was no crowd, where there was no bounty for eliminating the the enemy. I was going to say another word, like what pirates... Do you do you know what pirates the 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 treasure that pirates have? You know what that's called? <laughs> that's the word I was going to use. But before any of that, David was on the backside. I don't know if it was the mountain. I think people say mountain, but out in the fields, herding, shepherding sheep. And what did he encounter? He encountered a lion. Lions are very intimidating. 
somebody was telling me about a trip this guy took to South Africa and they went out on a safari and the lion roared and he said it it shaked the insides of his body. It was the most piercing, scary thing you've ever heard. A lion and a bear. There was a bear. Bears are so intimidating. Now they even have a bear that is using narcotics, the cocaine bear, right? Can you imagine how intimidating a bear on cocaine is? But that's what David saw. He didn't see the cocaine bear, but he he was able to defend his sheep from a lion, from a bear. So he had the confidence. He had the wherewithal. He had... the strength to defeat Goliath. And that's what I'm simply telling you. Get you some small wins, man. Get out here. Make things happen before you sell out a 400. See, let's get 50 people in a room. Let's sell a hundred seats. Let's get some momentum. So put yourself on, man. I, I, and again, I, I know it's easy. It's easier to wait to, um, you know, we, we talk about uh, generating, here's an entrepreneur tip, people saying basically how to build an audience. There are three ways that you can build an audience. The first way is the way that everybody initially tries to do it. I, 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 the majority. And it's organically. You're organically putting out great content. You're organically doing shows. You're organically selling homes. You're you're hoping that this sale leads to word of mouth where they tell their family member, their friends. Organically, you're trying to build an audience. So that's the one way. That's the first way that you can you can build an audience. The second way that they you can build an audience, you can buy them. You can buy an audience. You can pay for an email list. You can pay for access to someone else's list. That's what I did when, uh, for the show in Charlotte, Cornelius. I hired, my, in fact, my frat brother. I hired a guy. He, he does events in Charlotte. He has a list of, of thousands of people. So I paid him weekly to, to advertise my event. So you can buy your audience. You can pay for television ads you can play for radio spots you can pay for newspaper spots you can buy eyes on your product if you know there's a big event you want to sponsor it you want to get your name in front of this particular audiences audience so you can organically number one grow your group grow your audience number two you can buy it or number three you can borrow you can say hey who out here is doing something for the people that I ultimately want to service. And I can borrow, I can get on their stage, get in front of their people, have them to say, hey, this is a trusted friend of mine. This is someone who I highly respect. You should do business with them. That's what I did. That's that's what a lot of comedians do. I open for other comics. John Chris, who is it uber successful selling out large venues? I opened for John for years. So I just had to show up and be funny. I borrowed his audience. 
There were some folks that saw me on his show and were like, hey, I like what this guy's doing. Let me pay attention to that. But they, they didn't come there for me. They came there for John, but I appeared and they like, oh, I like what he does. So you can organically build your audience, you can buy your audience, or you can borrow your audience. What I'm telling you is to bypass, not bypass, but I'm telling you to create mechanisms where you can get, create an orga, or, <laughs> organic audience faster, quicker, better, where, you, 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 where you're summoning, summoning them to you as opposed to going and opening for someone else. So put yourself on. Think, don't think about ideas for other people. Think about ideas for you. Fail fast, man. Get out there, make mistakes, fail fast. But put yourself on. And I and I would have wished someone would have told me this. I wish I, when I started my, my comedy career, because I wanted to be the guy. I wanted to, I wanted to, I, you know, I was telling my sister recently, comedy is not like corporate America. You don't get promoted from the mailroom to associate to assistant manager to manager. And then you become like, that's not how it happens. It's, 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 and if it, if it does happen like that's a long and tedious journey. But there's a better way. If someone would have told me for initially, hey, when you come, create things of value for folks to want to come and, and, and spend time with you. What I was doing, I was trying to get better, funnier, so that I can get more opportunities to open for people, to be on someone's tour, to be on someone's podcast, to be on someone's platform. Versus creating my own platform and generating tremendous value so that people are like, oh man, I really like what this guy is doing. Let me, let me get on board. Like this podcast, man, imagine if I would have did my podcast five years ago, six years ago. But I'm, I'm sitting around looking at other, hoping that people would invite me. There's a podcast in particular, I, I, I and I've toured with, this individual when I was one of my goals, like I wanted to be on their podcast. And then when I started touring with this person, they discontinued the park. They stopped the podcast. So I'm on the tour with the person. When you typically go on the tour with the person, you get to do the podcast. They stopped the podcast. We do the tour, go through COVID. They've restarted the podcast. <laughs> like, man, I wanted to be on that podcast, but now I have my own podcast. So I'll have to wait for an invitation. And again, it, it, it's not, it's always, it's beneficial when people offer you opportunities, when people are advocating for you, that's excellent. I'm just saying, don't sit around waiting. Don't sit around waiting for the, for the ride. Start moving in the direction in which you're going. That's all I'm saying. Put your cell phone. And that's today's best advice ever. Now. The Mind of Mike, this is a segment that I really enjoy because I get to just kind of vent a little bit, a little bit I'm a vent. And I'm a vent, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I, I, I said I was hosting this year's uh, Thanksgiving. As, I, as you may know, my father passed, and I really felt 
Uh, it's important for me to pull the brothers and sisters and my other everybody together. I think that's, you know, my dad passed last month, and I think it would be. I thought it was very important to say, hey, let's get let's get all all my my family members, let's get my brothers, sisters, my my mom, and let's just do our own deal. So I'm a host. I'm a hoster. We got the schedule, we got the menu together. Now we just took a blow to the desserts. You know why? Because my aunt has COVID. Yep. My aunt was fixing the desserts. She, she makes some mean key lime cake. Gonna have a key lime cake. And I also requested a coconut cake, but it's, it's out of there. It's not an option. Because my aunt is out here cruising. This is what she was doing. So I hit cruising the week before Thanksgiving. She cruised right into COVID. Yes, sir. So now I will not be putting on the weight <laughs> that I was anticipating for all these delicious cakes that she was going to make for us. I, I, I was prepared to do damage. But COVID has affected our dessert menu. And I, I was thinking, because I was trying to contact her and she wasn't getting back with me. And I'm like, man, that's not like my aunt. But my mom told me she was on a cruise. I was like, oh, that makes a, that makes a bunch of sense. Makes a perfect sense. She got back Saturday. I'm like, man, that's a little bit of time to be making these cakes. And then lo and behold, bam, she got hit with the whammy. Old COVID took out our dessert menu. So we shall press on. We're still going to have some dessert, but not as plentiful as a, 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 an array of opportunities as we had before. But we shall press on. Here's the other thing in my mind. I, I, I'm, and, I, and I try, I'm going to try my best to not tarry because this, this really grinds my gears. So I'm a huge basketball fan, big, big, big basketball fan. Love the NBA, love Women's basketball, especially the, the South Carolina Gamecocks, the WNBA basketball, I'm on it. College basketball, men's, I'm on it. I'm a huge University of South Carolina fan. So I'm a little bit perturbed. We hired a new coach, Lamont Paris, a year ago. It's his second year. Had a very difficult first year. A, a number of issues. He had a team that he lost the majority of the scoring do the transfers. They, they hired this new coach, Lamont Paris, got rid of the old coach who was beloved. Many people. It was kind of a love-hate relationship with coach. People loved him. People hated him. It's a mixed bag. This coach is out of there. When he was out of there, all the team, all the players that were really the good players, they left too. So it wasn't a lot of options in terms of player. Then, then this new coach, he brought in some guys, but they were not – Proven guys, not seasoned guys. Then we had a, a NBA uh, recruit, someone who was going to be top first round draft pick. Uh, a young phenom joins the team and and has some struggles. It's been very difficult. So all these things happened. Didn't have a good year. Won eleven games last year. Eleven. Count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, man. Eleven games. Not not good at all. First year. Then there was a lot of a lot of issues around where he came from. Came from the University of Chattanooga, Tennessee. 
from Tennessee at Chattanooga. So they're saying, oh, not Power Five. Then he had a, you know, when he first got to Tennessee, lost Chattanooga, lost a bunch of games, lost 22 games, was down in the dumps, but pulled this team all the way up to be the number one team in the Southern Conference. Won the national regular championship, the conference championship, won regular season conference championship, made a trip to the NCAA, lost to a, a very good Illinois team in the last 25 seconds of the game. We hired this guy, and people are very, very unhappy. They didn't want to. They didn't want to fire the old guy, and then they didn't want this new guy. They wanted some other guys. They wanted a guy that's an assistant coach, but he was a big time player here. They wanted some other guys from smaller schools here in South Carolina. Bunch of other names for a bunch of other teams for a coach, but we hired our coach. Now the coach that we have is five and zero right now. Went. Got all these new guys, bunch of transfer guys, big-time guys, guys that other teams really wanted. We got them here. Guys that were proven winners. Didn't probably play, you know, one of the guys he played at, at, at Wofford, a smaller school, but, but big-time player, leading scorer, you know, division conference winner type guy, right? And so this happens. Bring these guys in, and people aren't happy. But I'm looking at the chemistry. We started off 5-0. We hadn't started off 5-0. I can't even tell you the last time. And I'm looking at the quality of the guys. We have really good guys, good shooters, good good passers, really unselfish team, and people are still belly aching because people are like, we hadn't played anybody else. I, we'll see it by March. And I'm like this. This is, this is my whole issue. Don't wait till the battle's over. Shout now. I'm not going to wait till Lamont Paris gets into May and March and uh, all, all the pudnits are talking about all the talking heads saying how wonderful this team is. I'm looking at this team now and I say, this is a good team. We should celebrate this team. We should celebrate this coach. But, uh, you know, all these all these fans sitting around here acting like when they when their girlfriend cheated on them, they acting like that's, the, that's what Lamont Paris did. He didn't cheat on you. This ain't that coach. This is a new coach. Go get healed, man. Get over your little, uh, well, I'm going to reserve judgment until we play. I'm not reserving nothing. When I'm a fan of a team, I'm a fan of the team. Now, if I choose not to watch, because South Carolina football has been very hard to watch. I haven't watched as much as off, But I ain't get online, bash the team. I'm not telling everybody how disappointed I am with the team. I just don't watch. But to get online, oh, we five and oh, we hadn't played anybody. Be quiet. Shut your mouth. Either be a fan or don't be a fan. But don't be on the lukewarm, like Bob say. Be hot. Be cold. Lukewarm, spit out. I ain't a lukewarm fan. A waiting for results fan. Waiting until some national basketball correspondent said, no, man, you can look at this team and say this is a good team, and those are good wins. We beat a Virginia Tech team. We beat a Grand Canyon team. We we beat a VMI team that was super scrappy. DePaul team. We could really have lost that game in the final minutes. It's a good team. And I'm going to say that now before all the results. And I'm going to say it now before all the accolades and for the conference uh, the wins and all, all. This team is going to be a good team. Now, I'm not going to sit here. And, I think they're going to go to the NCAA tournament. I, that's what I would like to see. But I don't know. This could be a 25-win team. But I'll tell you this much. 
I'm here for it. And I'm not going to wait until they got 20 wins and be like, well, I already always thought they were going to be a good. No, shut your mouth, man. I'm going to hear that. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry for Vin. This is, but it, I'm telling you, it really, really grinds my gears, man. If you're with somebody, be with them. Like that, that, and it's personal for me. Like, don't show up when I sell out. Show up when I got 60 people in a room, man. Show up when I'm over there at the coffee house on a Wednesday night. That's when you show up, man. Show up for people before they blow up, before they have the accolades, before they get the pats on the back. Oh, I always knew you were going to be. No, you didn't. You showed up when everybody else showed up. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little I'm a little teed by this because I just hate how it don't cost you anything to support. Maybe a little bit of your emotion. Maybe you get a little disappointed because you thought they was going to win more games than they did. So what? You ain't out there taking charges. You ain't out there blocking shots and catching passes and hitting free throws. Be a fan, man. I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's try to end this on a, on a lighter note. We're going to end this on a what you're not going to do. I was just watching, matter of fact, basketball, because I love it. Well, at, at the Lakers game, they were doing one of those half-court shots, and this guy went and tore his Achilles. What you're not going to do if you're over the age of 35, get out on a basketball court without stretching. That's what you're not going to do. It happened to me. I tore my Achilles because I didn't stretch. I took my happy butt out there thinking, oh, man, my, my, my body limber. I've been doing this like Samson. It's just like one of those other times. I'm just going to pop up. No, man, that Achilles like, nah, dog. We going to holler at you a little bit later when we get up out of here. So what you're not going to do is not stretch. The boy popped his Achilles, tore his Achilles. I don't like the word pop with Achilles, but tore his Achilles, shooting a half-court shot. And then the man was trying to give him to shoot a three-pointer. That dude like, nah, something went really bad, my guy. So if you're over age men, if you're over the age 35, stretch. I don't care what you're doing. If you're getting up to go to the bathroom, stretch. Tell your Achilles going to the bathroom in the morning. All right, y'all. It's another episode of the Best Advice Ever podcast. I would love to hear from you. You can email me at info at comedianmikegoodwin.com. Please like, share, um, rank. You know, go, go on and tell people how much you enjoy this podcast because I enjoy doing it. Hopefully... You have a great, great, very great uh, Thanksgiving or whatever you call it. I know I'm trying to be offensive. Uh, meal time with your family, whatever, whatever you do. I hope y'all have a great time. Don't eat too much. And I'll see you next week. Same bat channel, same bat time. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me and I appreciate that. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Best Advice Ever podcast. It's your boy, Mike Goodwin. Peace.